0: Together we we've got a couple New Year's resolutions for teams and players, and if they follow these resolutions, maybe a championship will be in their future. I think hopefully, right? It's like uh, you
1: want to gain fifty pounds. You start going to the gym. Maybe a couple days in January, you fall off a little bit. You have a couple pizza parties. Boom! You're right back where you started.
0: Exactly. I mean. All of this could happen if the wars just suddenly didn't exist for some weird, inexplicable reason.
1: It's like some sort of Black Mirror event where they just get taken off the face of the earth.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, James Harden can is n- incredibly excited for that possibility. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to start off with the resolution today,
1: or what? I would love to start off with the resolution. So my 2018, I'm going to go ahead and uh, supplant my resolutions for for these franchises here and. What I mean by resolution is, these are the things that they have to do in order to achieve their ultimate goal of winning a championship. But it's not, you know, two years, three years from now. This is what they can do right now. So without further ado, the first New Year's resolution goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, who I think a lot of people expected to be a not a not uh, not a contender by any means this year, but I think a lot of people were potentially sorting them into maybe the eight seed. They were very high on Lonzo Ball. They had, you know, a lot more players than they've had in the past, kind of coming out of that Kobe era, coming into the new uh, running gun, young Luke Walton Lakers team. However, things haven't quite gone as expected here, and I think that the New Year's resolution for 2018 for the Los Angeles Lakers is to shut out the noise and go all in on Lonzo Ball.
0: And the man himself, KK Kyle Kuzma. Your thoughts? The Lakers' situation and their season as a whole has been like a weird, unsatisfactory reality TV show. They start off, they were my league pass team. They still might even be my league pass team. They had high hopes, new draft picks, the, the Lonzo Ball microscope upon them. But they were playing exciting basketball and they were middling around maybe sneaking into a playoff spot, even though no one really believed that would happen. And now it's come to the point in which they have the second worst record in the NBA behind the Atlanta Hawks. And the tough situation with all of this is that they don't even hold their draft rights this year. So there is no incentive to tank, yet they're still falling apart. So I agree with you that they must decide now with what players they want to go and stick by or build a foundation around for the future, but I have a couple caveats in this in this uh resolution you proposed because the one person that has impressed me the most throughout the entire year has been Brandon Ingram, okay Brandon Ingram was. It's the all-too-quick-bust reaction that people had to him last year. He was still a noodle out there, and he, he had a horrible season. He had a 44% effective field goal percentage. He, had, he was averaging 9 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. By all measures, for the number 2 pick in the draft, that, it, that doesn't cut it. Yet this year, he's already improved exponentially as a scorer, as an offensive threat as a whole slightly as a shooter he's still struggling from three-point range and as a defender and he's now averaging 16 5 and 3 on a 46% effective field goal percentage so there's already such a drastic improvement from year one to year two this guy was some people ranked him above ben simmons in their draft board the guy was an out and out talent and i think he's proving he was very timid you can see he's uncertain. I mean, he's a young guy, he played one year freshman basketball for Duke, and then get thrust in the NBA with the Lakers. But he's already taken strides towards becoming that all pro talent that everyone thought he was going to be, the the KD light. So I'm 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 incredibly perplexed as to why you'd rather build around Kuzma and Lonzo Ball. I think there are a couple things that have come to light with Lonzo Ball out that mm-hmm. he may have been. More pivotal to their team success than than previously thought. People, we talked about this in earlier podcast too. I think Lonzo Ball's biggest flaw, the shooting inability to shoot, is just so much more glaringly obvious than other other areas where he's actually very mature for a rookie. So underappreciated, Lonzo Ball. It, it, it's weird to say that because you think he's been getting overhyped every day going into that draft, and he'd obviously... Be, he'd be tearing it up in the Lithuanian league right now. <laughs> Golly. So, no, I agree that they need to pick Kuzma, Ball, but I'm adding Ingram in there as the people to build around. So, here's the thing. Let me ask you this question. Why did the Lakers hire
1: Magic Johnson as their general manager? Why did they go in that direction? What, what do you think?
0: I mean, the disarray that revolved around the... um the bus siblings, sure. But what what do you think Magic Johnson has that it's no other It's the star power. Is... It's to bring back yeah. the stars to the Lakers. Yeah. But this is the real issue I have with the whole Lakers situation and where they are at this point, because there is is non-stop rumors circulating between them and LeBron, them and Boogie, them and Paul George. All these hypotheticals. Sure. There were rumors between them and KD, but you know what? They didn't even get a. Oh, did they get a meeting? If they even got a meeting with KD, it went horribly wrong. They if, were not, if my memory serves me they correctly. They were not in a
1: position to sign KD at that point.
0: So I have a huge issue with the Lakers front office. And I think that is the problem with everything here. <laughs> is when you're courting these free agents and these rumours are circling, you're leaving young guys' futures out to dry. You're dangling them as trade pieces... And it's a it's a horrible thing for any young player to develop. You wonder why they're losing so badly, and people are pointing the fingers to, towards Luke Walton now. Sure, but why would they point towards it? What what incentive does Julius Randle or Jordan Clarkson have to play night in night out and all a uh, pro level because because they're getting paid. They get paid millions of dollars a year to be professional I understand that. I understand that. But that's also saying like, oh, well, a professional players millions. Why Why do, can they complain and talk about social rights, social movements? No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. That is a weak comparison. They should play their hardest night in, night out because they get paid to play their hardest. You don't come to work every day. Okay, say, you
0: go into work every single day yeah. with the rumors that you're going to get shipped off. Uh, Manitoba to con- conduct your, your business. See how motivated you'd be when every single week you think you're playing good basketball? You pay me $4 million
1: a year, I'll live in Prince George. I don't care. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. You have this tool in Magic Johnson that really no other team has. No other team has Magic Johnson to go ahead and meet free agents to get people to come to LA. As if people needed more incentive to come to LA. You have these two incredibly exciting players that have taken the league by a storm this year. Brandon Ingram, yeah, sure, he might be a really, really good player. He might be a four time all-star. I really I it's impossible to say at this point. But what you just said and giving your young players confidence is exactly what I'm saying. Go to Lonzo, go to Kyle and say, look, you guys are my guys, and we're gonna try and get you all the help you can get. What's the point of having Brandon Ingram and Paul George on the same team?
0: Because in this league, at this era, there's nothing more valuable than versatile wings.
1: But <laughs> Brandon Ingram struggles so badly in playing defense like i don't think i don't think his value to the team exceeds the potential of getting some of these free agents and if him and julius randall and jordan Clarkson and these guys are unmotivated well guess what you're going to be even more unmotivated when you go and play for atlanta
0: next year he he is motivated i don't know there's no way that they're trained brandon ingram they've taken him out of any trade talks the entire offseason before after a horrible campaign now he's shown development there's no reason in my mind why they would trade him I agree with you that you, they need a clear I- identification of which players they're going to move forward with. And maybe this year is an assessment period. But what they've done, everything they've led up to where they are now has been awful. Yeah, And I understand what you're saying. Okay, Julius Randall and Clarkson, you should still be playing balling out, even though your future is in doubt. Well, you're but playing for, for your them, contracts. I I, okay, I understand that too. But they were both leading one of the best benches in the league through, throughout the start of the season. Okay. And then, still, there's no support behind them. They have traded away their number two pick from a handful of years ago to get rid of this awful, awful contract they signed with Mozgov. They still have this weird, crappy contract with Lowell Deng that's going to be a hiccup for any kind of crazy free agent moves that they could make. And the biggest thing with this whole situation, again, is that with no incentive to tank this year and the performance they put out on the court, the product they put out on the court, that is your recruitment tool towards free agents. And sure, Magic Johnson is a hard person to say no to. You get in there if you're Paul George and you're an LA native. It's going to be incredibly hard to turn down the history, the legacy, and Magic Johnson you'd st- Magic Johnson staring you in the face and getting you on board of the Lakers franchise. But nevertheless, they're playing so badly, and their players aren't proving... Why would you want to go there when you're playing with the current MVP and the level of basketball that OKC are playing at this point? It doesn't, they don't attract players when they play this badly. I understand that, but
1: I also think that the allure of cities like LA, Miami, these traditional free agent destinations are never going to fade. And the fact that you have Magic Johnson in your corner only heightens your ability to get some of these free agents. I understand what oh, you're saying.
0: Can I, can I interject that really quickly? Yeah, go on. What free agents have signed with New York lately? I don't know if New York. Well, New York, I think, was an interesting
1: one because they were so, they were so um, diseased by institutional okay. failure with Phil Jackson.
0: So I would say okay. them
1: okay. and what happened with the Lakers after Kobe left. Okay. Those were kind of okay. the two okay. most toxic What free agents
0: did Miami get? this offseason
1: Miami got zero free agents but and they locked
0: themselves into Olenek James Johnson Tyler Johnson I, I
1: disagreed with the moves that Miami made but they still get the meetings and I think that is still an indicator that people are still interested in going to Miami it's the Pat Riley factor it's the Magic Johnson factor what I'm saying is if Paul George when Paul George I should say comes to meet with Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka this offseason What is Magic Johnson going to say to him to try and get him to come to L.A.? Is he going to say, you can come play with Julius Randle? Or is he going to say, you can come play with Lonzo Ball? Because I know what I would say.